Central New York, and hello, hockey fans all across the internet, and welcome to the Central New York Hockey Report. I'm your host, Scott Kinville, and I tell you something, hockey season is now just about in complete full swing here in Central New York. So much hockey going on, so much, in fact, that we didn't even get a guest for this week because there's so much to talk about. I thought to myself, I said, geez, I go, it would be nice to have a guest, but if we have one, we're going to be here for like three hours, which yeah. I don't want to do, so... <laughs> and I'm sure Dave doesn't want no, to do. No, I'm no. sure Jordy doesn't want to do. I'm oh. sure nobody wants to sit and listen to us for three hours. So <laughs> I don't want to listen to us for three hours. You don't want to listen to us for three minutes. That's what are you talking true. about? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like sex. Uh, <laughs> well, you know what? Speak for yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't go loud enough. There, there is, yeah. yeah, well, there I you go. Start it off, right? I had off. I think you just, yeah, yeah, you just backed yourself into a corner. And, uh, <laughs> well, you know, since you had that awesome remark there, uh, yeah. we'll just bring you right in since you, we, we got to put your face on the camera now I, after saying that. I, I got Dave, the same order. There so he is. I, yeah. It's just the hat. Yeah, just the, the no, just a hat. No, Tony. too bad. <laughs> no, it's not gonna hide you. <laughs> so, so other than that, what's going on? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing at all. So we can stay well, here for three hours. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> I got a lot going on. <laughs> Trying to work on Herkimer OG stuff. So, oh yes, yeah, yeah that's first, starting up pretty soon. Huh? First game is Sunday. First Sunday home game for the Her- at uh, Herkimer OGs. And for those who don't know, that's basketball. Yeah, ABA basketball team. ABA basketball, yep. basketball, hockey. We got it all covered here. Got it all. Got it all. All right, and of course, our faithful co-host here, the guy who's going to help navigate us through this uh, ocean of Central New York hockey, if you will, Mr. Jordan Brockway. Jordan, what's happening? Nothing much. Just waiting to start shouting at the next bench this weekend. <laughs> and of course, Jordan is referring to the Utica Pioneers men's hockey team. I'm sure. Uh, so you know what? Since you know what a beautiful segue he just had. So let's start off with the men's uh, men Pioneers. Uh, what a weekend they had. So they opened up their regular season last weekend, uh, Friday night uh, and Saturday afternoon. They hosted uh, number two Adrian which was promising to be a really, really tough matchup. Uh, but guess what? The Pioneers, after a hard-fought 0-0 tie on Friday night, came through and they won Saturday afternoon 3-2 to in overtime on a goal by first-year player Griffin Barr. Uh, exciting things going on for the Pioneers, so much so, in fact, that in the latest USCHO poll, they rose from number six all the way up to number three already in the country. So, Jordan, you were at both games. Tell me what you saw. So, in the first game, they looked a little rough around the edges, which was expected. They were getting pushed off the puck kind of easily, and it was just they were afraid to throw it across the middle, afraid to throw it in the slot for the first game, and it was a lot of just small things that can be fixed that against Adrian you don't want to make. Sure. And Ethan Roberts stood on his head. I have – I didn't expect him to show up and play like he did. And then lights out, even when he had the skate blade malfunction and he had the malfunction with his pad, no problem coming out and then coming back in and props to Lanzi for taking that spot for the short times for that. But he did, he did very good. The first game, not necessarily as good the second game, but I think both teams flipped the switch the second game with the scoring. Yeah. And obviously. Yeah, that'll happen. Absolutely. And, you know, that's that's an interesting point you bring up with the the, the equipment malfunctions. Uh, not only good on Roberts being able to come back in, but that's got to be really, really difficult for Brian Landsberger as well. 
coming in cold off the bench like that and then having to do it twice was really remarkable in itself. Uh, you know, it, it, I just want to rewind just a little bit because there were some that thought it was, you know, chicken little, the sky is falling after the, the Team USA preseason game where Team USA won 7-1. to one, And we both talked about this. We said, don't worry about it, okay? It's the preseason. It's their first preseason game, and they're playing against a team full of NHL draft picks, or future NHL draft picks anyway, that has been playing since mid-September. But I'll tell you what my takeaway is, you know, playing a team like that in the preseason, regardless of the result, I think helped them against a team like Adrian. Because when you're coming off playing a team that's as talented as Team USA, that's the best time to play a team like Adrian is next week because they're coming off fresh against playing pretty much the best talent available in the country. Yeah, and you look at how they played. That USA game, there was a lot of little errors, but that was a game where they could make them. That was the game where you get everything out of the way, and it seems like they did that. And then you look at them the second game especially, they showed up and – they were throwing that cross ice pass. They were throwing it in the slot. They were doing a lot right. It was just it wasn't going in. Yeah, exactly, too. And, and again, you know, the we've talked about this before, too. It's almost like a review more than anything else. But, you know, there were some concerns that you know, this is a very, very young Utica Pioneers roster. There are 17 new players from last year, uh, 15 first years and two transfers, uh, just 10 returning from that team that was, you know, so dominant through the regular season last year. Um, but it, it, it looks so far like Coach Heen and Coach Terry, and they did a heck of a job recruiting because uh, this is a, a very big team, I noticed, uh, just a very sizable team that, you know, yeah, you said they got pushed off the puck a little bit easy in, in game one, but I think that's more, you know, nerves, uh, kind of the butterflies kind of thing, get that all out of your system. So I, I don't really think there's going to be much concern uh, going forward, at least with the talent level uh, for the Utica Pioneers this season. Yeah, and that, like you said, it. we came to the conclusion at the game, the whole section was like, it must have been jitters because they they showed up and they were a little stronger on the puck the second game. And it was just, they were kind of a different team in a sense with certain aspects of their game. And some guys, I mean, there was a small lineup change, but it seemed like that helped more than anything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And in that second game, uh, I just want to point out, you know, yeah, Griffin Barr scored the overtime winner, first-year player. All three goals scored by the Pioneers were from first-year players. So, and, and again, I know that's kind of, you know, well, it's like, yeah, well, Scott, 17 of the, of the 27 players are first-year or new players, so that's kind of a – but still, it, it, it's a great thing to see uh, a young team like that just come back Saturday afternoon and, and do what they did. Yeah, and watching them, there's – I thought he'd be able to pick so much out of, like, little things here and there and this and that. There's not much that wouldn't fall in line with a team. Like, not – there's stuff that I would be picking up from last year's team that are problems right now, just those little things like little chemistry things or sure. stuff that that you really need to nitpick to find. Right, right. And, and you know what? I mean, this was a fantastic weekend for them. It is a long season, so there's probably going to be some growing pains and some bumps along the road, of course. I mean, you know, this, we got hockey all the way through February and March, so, but, uh, but still a fantastic start for the Pioneers. Like I said, they, they're risen to number three in the USCHO. Uh, Adrian is still number two. Are you a little surprised that they didn't go past Adrian? Yeah, honestly, I thought they were going to drop Adrian. We were going to leapfrog him, and then they were going to keep anybody else at two. But 
at this point it is early. I'll only give the polls that. And then we'll see where they stand later in the season because anything is possible. We've already seen it in one week, the upsets. So anything can happen. That's exactly right. You mentioned that. Number one, Hobart lost to Oswego on Friday night. Uh, Oswego's, num- well, they're number nine now. Uh, Endicott was number three. They lost. So you you had this whole, like, just mixing jumble, mumble, jumble up at the top uh, with teams that had early season losses that were in the top five. So I think that probably contributed to a little bit as well. Um, but, hey, you know what? Number three is nothing to sneeze at. So let's uh, let's take a look at this coming weekend. Uh, Stevenson is coming to town. Uh, they'll be in the odd for, oh, I'm sorry, the Adirondack Bank Center Friday night and Saturday afternoon. Uh, so the Pioneers are opening up their UCHC schedule. I will say this, that, you know, this could be, I, I it almost kind of feels like a trap game already. You know, coming off the high of playing as well as they did against Adrian, uh, Stevenson just traditionally plays them tough. I'm sure that Coach Heenan is not going to let them, you know, slide or let the intensity down. But uh, I would expect a pretty good matchup out of Stevenson this weekend. Yeah, and UCHC opponents always love to play us tough, especially since we're high early. There's a target on the backs. And Stevenson is a team that will always play us good. They did it last year, taking us to overtime both times in their barn. So hopefully coming into our barn changes a little little bit. But they're going to want to knock us off. And you're right, it seems like a trap game because they're always good. Yeah, exactly. You can never, ever take Stevenson lightly. Uh, 7 o'clock Friday night, uh, Saturday afternoon, I think they're playing at 2 because the Comets yeah. are in town, who we'll be talking about a little bit later on. So uh, let's go over to the Nexus Center. Let's take a walk over there uh, and check out what happened last weekend. So last weekend was the inaugural Utica University kickoff tournament. Uh, obviously, the Pioneers hosted with the, uh, the Suffolk Rams, uh, the number six Adrian Bulldogs, and the number 12 Albira Soaring Eagles in town. Uh, it was a great tournament. It, it really was. Uh, Adrian and Elmira played to, I think it was a 4-3 to three overtime uh, in their first game, which Adrian won. Uh, Friday night, the, the Pioneers played Suffolk, who actually is a tough team. They received votes in the USCHO poll, so it's not like they're a pushover team. Uh, but the Pioneers just basically ran them out of the building Friday night. They won 62. Uh, Carly Stephanie had a hat trick. Erica Sloan had three assists. The whole team was just firing on all cylinders, uh, setting up the championship game on Saturday afternoon, which featured the Pioneers and, of course, the Adrian Bulldogs, because why wouldn't it be, right? You know, because you had Adrian playing next door at the same time against the Pioneers, so let's just keep it, you know, all just two teams. It's fine, you yeah. know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that championship game, uh, the Adrian women's team, I, I tell you, I, I was taken aback at just how fast and aggressive this team was on the forecheck. Uh, I will give them a lot of credit. They did a heck of a job of keeping the Pioneers hemmed in their own zone for, for a lot of that game, uh, keeping that explosive uh, offense and that speed that the Pioneers have uh, in check and, and for large stretches. But the one thing that Adrian was having a heck of a time doing was solving the riddle that is Angela Hawthorne in net for the Pioneers. Jory, I was there. She was outstanding. She literally pretty much stood on her head at times uh, to keep that puck out, kept the team in it. Uh, they got an early goal, the Pioneers did. And then finally, Adrian broke through in the in the third period. They did get one by Angela. I think it was on like their, their 31st or 32nd shot. 
right? <laughs> and we still had a whole th- period to go. Uh, after that goal, they kept the pressure up. But again, Angela Hawthorne, right up to the task, uh, ended up making a total of 44 saves. Uh, and the Pioneers won 2-1 to one in overtime on a Carolyn Whitney goal. Uh, heck of a game, heck of a win for the Pioneers. Uh, because yeah. I'll tell you something, I think this win right here, and it's so nice to get a, what they call a signature win early, and defeating Adrian really put them on the on the radar of the national voters, I think. Yeah, and I, I still remember hearing that announcement that they took it 2-1 in OT. I, there wasn't many people in the odd, but it lit up, and you heard it. The whole crowd exploded for a good two seconds. And I was surprised they actually won. But coming out and doing that, like you said, it's a signature win, and it puts them on the radar as a threat to anybody. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Um, and insofar as they actually rose from number 13 to a tie with Adrian for number nine in the latest USCHO poll. So, again, I think this was exactly what they needed. They have a very veteran group. I mean, really, you look at that team, they – you know, they lost Georgie Santulo, but that was pretty much it. So I'll tell you, this women's team this season reminds me of last season's men's team that had a very veteran core, and it was like, okay, this is our time. And, you know, what a way to start. 2-0, winning your own tournament. Uh, this weekend, they go on the road to Lebanon Valley down there to the Hershey Park Arena, which I got to tell you, that's one of those places. I got to see a game there sometime. It's one of those historic old barns. That is just so awesome, and there was, you know, for for those of you who are fans of 80s pro wrestling, there was an awesome Saturday Night's Main Event tape there uh, involving the Macho Man Randy Savage and the Honky Tonk Man. I could go into that, but I won't. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) No, I'll spare you guys. Another story for another time. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But it'll be the Pioneers' first road game of the season. Well, games, I should say. And it also opens their UCHC schedule, Jordy. Yeah, so Lebanon Valley is always one of those teams that they may fly under the radar. Yeah, they're not the greatest, but you need to watch out. Yep, they're they're definitely the type of team that can trip you up at any time. I mean, they they just walked into uh, Morrisville and shocked them. Yeah, well, that's that's um, you know, actually, I think it was the, that was the men's team. That was the men's oh, side. Yeah. Right. But it's all right. We're going to talk about that in a second too. So it's all good. Like I said, there's so much hockey going on. It's not hard to get confused. Yeah, I've been so all over the place with oh my i'm again. just sitting there i'm taking note after note after note and i just i, I felt like i was completely numb by the time i was done i was like wow i said i need some blood back in this room. this is horrible <laughs> that's why i'm glad half of my men's notes i already have down i'm like i don't really have to do much for the uc men's they just have yeah, it right <laughs> all right well let's move right along because we got so much to get to here uh the colgate raiders uh, let's let's start with the women, the uh, third-ranked Colgate Raiders women's team. Uh, Jordy, they just keep rolling. Uh, they are now 7-1-0 and after coming off two wins this weekend. Uh, this past weekend, they opened up their ECAC, ECAC schedule. Sorry, I've got so much hockey in my mind, I'm thinking ahead of myself here. And uh, they played their first road games of the season. So Friday night, they went down to RPI, and they won 4-3. to against a very underrated RPI team, if you ask me. Uh, they were 6-2-3 and three going into this game, the engineers were. And they put up a heck of a battle against the uh, against the Raiders. Uh, not surprising to me. Uh, also not surprising that the Raiders won that. Uh, the very next day, they went over right down the road, down to Schenectady, 
and they uh, they defeated the the Union Garnet Chargers by a score of four to nothing. Uh, Kaylee Osborne was solid all weekend in goal for the the Raiders, which was I was actually surprised she got the start against Union because uh, Coach Fargo usually you know flip flops her you know Kaylee and uh, Hannah Murphy in goal. Uh, this season he decided to go with with Kaylee Osborne, who's been playing very very good hockey. As a matter of fact, uh, she's undefeated this season. So I guess that's one of those deals where the uh, the coach decides to go with the hot hand. Yeah, and sometimes with that you just you just need to roll with the hot hand until the wheels fall off. That's sometimes that's how it is. And rolling into RPI, who I've always watching D1 hockey, if I'm watching somebody play RPI, I'm always always worried no matter who the team is. Sure. So they're they're definitely not somebody to scoff at. No, no, a tradition of excellence there at RPI. So good wins for the Raiders. Uh, this weekend, they will, they're will they back home. They're back at the Class 1965 Arena. I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to say it every single time I talk about the Class 1965 Arena. If you have not gone down to see a game at this arena, I don't know what you're waiting for. <laughs> Take time off from work if you have to. I don't care. Get down to this arena and check it out. It's right down in Hamilton, New York, not even an hour away from anywhere that we're broadcasting to. Get down there and check that arena out. Perfect time this weekend, actually, because uh, this weekend they are hosting uh, more of an ECAC schedule. They're hosting the Brown Bears on Friday night. I always thought that was awesome, that Brown University called themselves the Bears. Yeah. I don't know. I I was always wondering what their mascot's name is, though. Is it Yogi? I don't know. (laughs) Chuckles. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy! Uh, uh, anyway, so they got Brown Friday night, and then Saturday afternoon they got a big test coming to town. Is number seven Yale? The Yale Bulldogs are coming in. Yale has become—I mean, just—I mean that whole ECAC. By the way, the women's side is just a gauntlet. I don't know if you noticed or not, but they just released the the top you know top fifteen polls, uh, both the NCAA and the UCH or U. SCHO, thank you. Uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we were talking about the UCHC. I'm all screwed up. Uh, anyways, six of the top ten teams are in the ECAC, which is incredible. It's it's astounding that you got a conference that has that many top ten teams. Uh, of course, the Raiders are one of them at number three, and Yale is number seven. They always tend to play the Raiders tough as well. Uh, both are top 10, should be one heck of a matchup. I think that game starts at 3 o'clock. By the way, if you go to cnyhockeyreport.com, uh, our that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's your, yeah, I was going to say, I, stop I playing with your phone I, and no, pay attention to this. I was, I was, I was, I was watching over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. There. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to cnyhockeyreport.com, we've got the, score bit, the scoreboard all updated. Uh, the ticker, you can see anything you want over there. So, anyways. <laughs> I was I, it's like, oh, I didn't know it did this. No. Yeah. Jordan, you should see this. I'm over here trying to do a show and, and he's like a kid at Toys R Us. <laughs> play with oh he's, be got, prepared. he's oh. got everything out. It's squirrel. It's, yeah. Oh, he's squirrel right? <laughs> Yeah. You should open up your own university. Uh, That's what your mascot can be, the squirrel. Oh, I like that. Warner you, home of the squirrels. Even, <laughs> even a blind squirrel finds a nut every yeah, once in a while. Well, yeah, we found one right over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, moving right along, the Colgate Raiders men. So they're coming off a bye week last week. They got a little bit of a break. Uh, records at 2-3-1 and one so far this season. 
Uh, before their bye, uh, they did drop two games at home to the UMass Lowell Riverhawks. Say that five times really fast. Uh, Riverhawks, Riverhawks, Riverhawks. <laughs> no, no, no. You got to put the UMass Lowell. <laughs> no, in. no, I'm not doing that. Ah, see, see. Uh, let's see. So this weekend, they they're, actually they're just the opposite of the women. They go on the road to Brown on Friday mm-hmm. night, and then they go to Yale on Saturday night. So, by the way, Brown is in Providence, Rhode Island. For those who didn't know, mm. look at Dave. Fascinated. And uh, I didn't. Yale is, of course, in New Haven, Connecticut. So a little bit of a New England flavor to this road trip. Uh, Brown is 1-1-0 in the ECAC, and Yale is 1-0-0. Now, with that record being 2-3-1, you know, I'm like, oh, my goodness, geez. They're 2-3-1. If you look at last season, they had a really slow start, too. I think they were like 1-5 at one point. Mm. And they came all the way back to win the ECAC championship. I mean, here's the deal. Overall record's great. That's Conference it. record counts even more because it's that automatic berth into the NCAA. So, listen, Raiders fans, don't worry too much here just yet. I mean, it's it's early in the season. You pick up a couple wins this season, this weekend, especially in conference, because they're starting their ECAC games now, and that'll turn things around. So, like I said, a little stumbling block early, but I think the Raiders will be okay. Yeah, with stuff like that. I mean, you'd love to get the out-of-conference games as wins, but at the, at the end of the day, the conference wins are what is going to get you places. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, the opponents they played, too. I mean, they opened up against UConn, who's a great, very underrated team, if you ask me. Same thing with UMass Lowell. I, I went down and covered the, the game, the first game, and that team flies, and they play with some physicality. So, you know, like I said, early season, don't worry about it. Things will get better. Just have faith. And whatever you do, don't take it in any of Dave Saves Toys over here. No. You might turn into a brown bear and bite you. That's true. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> okay, wrapping up with the college here. Uh, the Morrisville Mustangs have started their season, uh, both men's and women's. So last weekend, the uh, men, let's see, they went to Lebanon Valley. They did lose down in Lebanon Valley. At that Hershey Park Arena, by the way. Love that place. No, I've never been there. <laughs> Uh, this week, uh, let's see, they got, they, they start their SUNYAC schedule, uh, tonight they are hosting the number four Plattsburgh state Cardinals, which by the way, we will be there covering that game. Taking a road trip, Dave. I'm heading out to Morrisville. Awesome. Yep, you can follow us along on our X account. I won't say Twitter because I, 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 you... I know how upset you get about <laughs> no, that. No, don't say it. It's like this big, huge thing with Dave. You know, he's Twe- Tweety died. But you know what I understand? No, I mean, it's, it's X, but they still call it tweets. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so I don't understand. Well, it'd be X-rated otherwise. Well, <laughs> man, this guy has got his mind in the gutter today, I tell you. Could be three-minute tweets instead I, of three lines. Well, I, I you know, you. I t- <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Maybe we ought to end the show early. <laughs> Might not be a bad idea. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, uh, Plattsburgh tonight, and they host Potsdam this Saturday night out there at the Morrisville Iceplex. Uh, you know, ironically enough, last season I went out there when Morrisville played Plattsburgh as well, and Plattsburgh, I think they were ranked maybe fifth or sixth at the time. Uh, Morrisville lost, but they played them very tough. Um, it, it's just kind of one of those things that Morrisville does with Plattsburgh. Plattsburgh is a, a very successful program, much in the same vein of the Utica Pioneers. You're always going to find them, like, in the top ten they're always a very strong program. But, hey, you know, I mean, anything can happen. Uh, this season, I, I think that the, the Morrisville men, you're probably going to see a little bit more out of them. 
So they were 18, 17, or 8, 17, and 0 last season, but they were a young squad. They, they returned a lot of their players from this, from this past year. Um, I think as time goes on, you'll see this team get better over the season. Uh, any thoughts on Morrisville, Jordy? Not much other than, like you said, they're a young team. They're going to get better, and we'll see how they do. There's r- room for improvement, but that they can reach that bar. Yeah, I, I, I truly think so. So, I mean, it's it'll be great to see what happens. Uh, like I mentioned, the Morrisville women, uh, they opened their regular season against Lebanon Valley at home, though. Last, uh, it was a Friday, Friday afternoon, as a matter of fact. And they did beat Lebanon Valley. I think it was 5-2 to two was the score. Uh, very impressive win for the, the, the women Mustangs. This week, they are home Friday night against Cortland, the Cortland Red Dragons. And they are home again for Potsdam on Saturday night. Uh, interesting note there about Cortland. Uh, and again, these are SUNY AC or SUNYAC opponents, so they're opening their conference schedule as well. Cortland has uh, Drew Kopek, who was on our show last year when it was three one five Hockey Live. Uh, she was on that Clinton High School girls team that won the net or the state championship last year. She was the captain of the team, I believe. So, uh, if you want to see Drew play again, here's your opportunity. Head out to Morrisville Friday night. Game game starts at seven o'clock, I think. So. Uh, any thoughts on the women there, Jordy? Not much. I mean, they're in a way they're like the men's team, in the sense of the bar is set, but they can definitely jump over it, and hopefully they don't lose like the men's team did. Yeah, but you know, they, 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 there's a new coach there this year, uh, John Briggs, Melissa, Melissa Lamonto, who is now with the the Pioneers women's team. Uh, as an assistant with uh, Coach Claus, and there uh, she came back to her alma mater. So there's a new coach there, and you know we'll see what happens. I mean, like I said, a lot of hockey to be played, um, and again, you're you're playing in a conference where yeah, there's some powerhouse teams, but anything can happen. Uh, conference could potentially be up for grabs, and that conference is going to look a lot, probably a lot different last or next year because all those teams that are leaving and entering, and so this is kind of the last season of the SUNYAC as we know it. So. Anyways, I'll tell you what, with all that said, why don't we take a break so I can get some more water. Dave can get more toys to play with for segment two. Uh, Jordy can take a break, and we'll all be back in just a few minutes. Visit My Little Falls and stay connected with the latest news, information, and events in the city and the area. Our mission is to generate interest in the community and connect residents in a more meaningful way by facilitating deeper conversations about how these stories will shape the future of the Mohawk Valley. Join thousands of weekly visitors who stay up to date with feature stories, interviews, videos, our event calendar, and print publication, The Mohawk Valley Express. It's about timely local news for the community, keeping citizens informed about important issues, telling about the people who live and work here, and giving locally owned businesses the opportunity to reach a very targeted audience of locals and tourists alike. It's a whole new form of media-rich content developed specifically for today's mobile lifestyle and listeners. You can download our iOS app in the iTunes store, listen to our podcast, or sign up for our weekly email newsletter. Stop by today. You'll be glad you did. Well, I, for one, am glad that I signed up for your newsletter, Dave. My newsletter? Yeah, you just said your commercial. Oh. 
Sorry. You did? Yeah. You haven't been getting it all along? I have been. I'm oh, just okay. saying. I'm glad I signed oh, up for all it. All right. All right. Just I am now curious. a more informed local resident. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a subset of what is actually on you, the website, though. You know, you, you're People right. I mean, that, that's actually, yeah, yeah it, it's yeah. quite, it, really, all kidding aside, it's quite yeah. the website you got there. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. MyLittleFalls.com. Yep. And it's not just my little, it's not just Little Falls. It's, you know, news from around yeah, the area as well, right. too. And Dallasville, Salisbury. Yeah. You uh, do a heck of a job. Yeah. Thank you. You do. Almost, almost as good as seeing white hockey. Well, you know, listen, <laughs> that bar set awful low. You got <laughs> <laughs> uh, to love self-deprecation. Uh, yeah. All right, moving right along. Segment two. Uh, Jordy, let's switch gears and go to the American Hockey League. Since we do have two AHL teams in our market, uh, we're going to start, I guess we know what we'll start with the Comets. The Utica Comets, uh, they got a record right now, 1-2-2-0 two, two and oh for four points. They're sixth six place in the North Division. Uh, last weekend, they got their first win of the season when they went up to Syracuse and beat the Crunch uh, Friday night, 4-2. to two. Then they came home and they lost to Rochester, 5-4. to four. Uh, You know, so I know you were at the game Saturday night. What would you see? Um, I mean, it's kind of weird looking at the roster compared to opening night already because you've got a few call-ups and there's a little bit of shifting already and – I'm getting flashbacks from last year of everybody going up and down and left and right. Right. But <laughs> looking at them now, I mean, they look a lot more collected than before. There's, they're starting to mesh. You're starting to see that chemistry come back. And it's just a lot of, I'm getting unlucky with puck luck and a couple bounces and occasionally with calls. It's just, there's a reason they're one, two and two and not two, two and one or Three, two, and all. Okay, I mean, I, I'll be honest. You know, watching, I, I kind of think they still look a little discombobulated. Uh, it, it's early, and you mentioned there has been call ups, there has been injury. Uh, Simone Nemec came back uh, Saturday night, which is huge for them because I think that really hurt them as far as trying to uh, build offense from the blue line. Uh, obviously, Riley Walsh being gone now, that breakout, it, they re- it really needs to be a full team effort, and they were really counting. And uh, I wish to you know be able to, to facilitate that. So with him being back, I, I think that's going to help them quite a bit. Uh, Justin Dowling didn't play Saturday night either. He was up in New Jersey for a cup of tea is basically what it amounted to. Um, sometimes I don't understand that, why they just call somebody up for one game and send them back down. But, I mean, it is what it is. That's what they're there for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this weekend, let's see, tonight they go up to Quebec to play the Laval Rocket, Rocket de Laval, as they prefer to be called. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they go out to Rochester, out to the Blue Cross Arena on Friday night, out to the land of the garbage plate to play the Rochester Americans. And then on Saturday night, they are home for the Hartford Wolfpack, who happen to be the AHL affiliate of the New York Rangers. Now, I know you're a Rangers fan. How difficult is that for you? Um, It's hard, but for one night a year, I'm – it's enemy territory, so I kind of get super excited about that because uh, you there's still the over the overlap of that old rivalry with the Vancouver affiliate. So a lot of people still do not like Hartford at all. So I just show up and it's a great atmosphere because every once in a while I like a hostile atmosphere. <laughs> every once in a while, yeah. But I tell you, when when the the Wolfpack are in town, you see those Ranger jerseys all over the place. Yeah, all of a sudden, and I know where the few regulars are that are Wolfpack fans. You see them pop up with their Ranger jerseys and sweatshirts, and I'm like, oh, we, we are here. 
there is more than like two of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't feel so alone. Yeah. And I, I still remember last year, a friend of mine ended up sitting next to us and he goes, Oh, you're a trader. I said, No, this is the one game I'm a Wolfpack fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how I would feel about that. Uh, you know, I, of course, I've been an LA Kings fan for since I was, since the Gretzky days, you know. Um, you know, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't pay as much attention to the NHL anymore as I used to. Uh, now that we're so immersed in local hockey, my brain can only handle so much data, you know. So I got to imagine that's probably tough if your NHL team's affiliate is playing, you know, what would be considered your hometown AHL team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I guess it's a, it's an entirely different vibe that night. Uh, like I said, tonight they go up to Laval, who's been struggling themselves. Um, kind of feels like a get-right game. If, if they're going to start turning things around, it should be able to start tonight. Yeah, and Laval is one of those opponents. Like you said, they're struggling. Um, Montreal is kind of struggling. So you see that overlap, and <clears throat> they're not a gr- they're not as under the radar as they are last year just because of the fact that they were under the radar and they were really good, and they were a team that you were like, okay, they can knock us out of the park if we're not careful. Right now it doesn't feel like it did last year with that. So that's definitely a winnable game. It's just about – don't play yourself out of the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Laval has been having a tremendous time keeping the puck out of the net. And, uh, you know, the, the one of the, the things that Comets do need to work on is generating some more offense. So this is a real good opportunity here to say, okay, you know, we're not playing – we're playing a team that's not so good defensively. You know, maybe tonight's the night they can get that offense rolling. Like I said, you got Dowling back, you got Nemich back, you know, start putting things together. And they, they do, like I said, they go out to Rochester on Friday night. But – I'm going to talk about them now, but I'm going to segue over to the Syracuse Crunch because the Syracuse Crunch happen to be probably on a bus right now on their way out to Rochester because that's who they're playing tonight. The Crunch visit the land of the garbage plate. And <laughs> oh, I thought I thought you were laughing. It was just nope. somebody coming. <laughs> Not me. Uh, damn. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, they play the uh, the Rochester Americans who are 5-1-1. One, and one. They lead the North Division. Uh but I, I, I kind of wonder if that's maybe not a little smoke and mirrors. And that's not to take anything away from the Amherst. Uh Good on them having such a good record early. But uh, they have the best offense in the in the entire AHL on a, on a goals-per-game basis. But, again, they just cannot keep the puck out of the net. What are they, second or third from last <laughs> in, in goals against? Um, you know, we saw it Saturday night against Utica, right? They were up, what were they, 5-1. to one. And they mm-hmm. pretty much let Utica back in that game just because it was just no defensive effort whatsoever. Uh, reminds me a lot of that fire wagon hockey that used to be played back in the 80s where it's like, hey, you know what? We're going to go out and try to score 12 goals, and who cares how many we give up? We'll just outscore it. <laughs> yeah, and with Rochester, like you said, their they're goaltending struggling, and – I mean, that that's one of those things of can you outscore your – can you outscore your bad goalie or whoever – goalie tandem or goalie, depending on how that situation is. I haven't looked into it enough to give a direct answer for that. But it, they can do it most nights, but if you walk in against someone like a Hartford, if they're firing on all cylinders, they're not going to win. Yeah, so, I mean, Rochester's goaltending tandem is uh, Devin Cooley – 
and Michael Hauser. Uh, Malcolm Subban, who was outstanding for them last season, uh, he's in the St. Louis Blues organization. Now, I believe he's in Springfield. So you'll see him again at, at some point. And it was funny. I was writing the preview for the uh, the Crunch Rochester game this morning. And uh, <laughs> Devin Cooley is like ninth in the league in wins. But his GAA, his goals against average, is like four. So <laughs> what's that telling you, right? And speaking yeah. of previews, uh, you can find both of those previews on cnyhockeyreport.com. Um, and I forgot to mention when we were talking about the Comets, uh, our new writer, Tommy Berry, wrote the uh, the preview for the, the Comets in the Laval game tonight. So, no. oh, Dave I, hit the wrong button. Screwed me all up. I, I, sorry. <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> I love getting him going. It's it's just so good. <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, Tommy wrote that he did a really good job, and he's going to be doing some more articles for us. So, But anyways, uh, going back to the, the Amherst and the Crunch, um, yeah, I, I kind of got a feeling that with the Amherst that this eventually this is going to catch up to him. Uh, you can have the Cadillac offense all you want, but if you've got a 10-cent defense, it's not going to work. And the crunch, you know, I'll tell you something. I don't think a lot of people expected them to be 4-2-0 and out of the gate. Uh, they're in third place in the North Division, but uh, new coach Joel Bouchard, he's really got them playing a well-balanced game. They they really are. They're well-rounded out. They're in the top 10 in the AHL, and there's goals per game, goals allowed, uh, shots, Penalty kill, power play. Their penalty, the penalty kill has been fantastic. Uh, they're at 92.6%, something like that. Um, so when you're getting contributions all the way around, it, it really helps. Uh, their goaltending has been outstanding as well. Hugo Olnefelt. Uh, and uh, the, the experiment there with Carolina loaning them a goaltender because they don't have an AHL team. So the crunch have been the beneficiary. And I'm, I'm going to hammer this name. I think everybody does. Uh, Piotr <laughs> Kochekov. <laughs> That's how it is. That's how it says. Uh, he's back with them. Uh, he uh, second stint back with the Crunch. The, the Hurricanes had to borrow him because of an injury, and then they sent him back. Uh, he actually shut out Laval last Saturday at, in Syracuse. Um, so yeah, with the Crunch, what do you what do you see, Jordy? What do you think? Uh, it's a lot of great special teams, and that's to win games. You need a good special teams. And theirs has been really good this year. I mean, watching it against the Comets, I'm I'm sitting there watching it. Normally, we complain about the Comets' power play. That's always the number one complaint. But against them, I'm sitting there going, normally I'd complain, but this is a really good penalty-killing unit, and there's nothing much else to say. They're they're winning the special teams battle, and to to win most games in the NHL, it's all you really got to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there was a lot of concern with you know, with Alex Beret-Belay, who was – he had, what, 84 points for him last season. Something, I mean, he was second in the AHL yeah. scoring. Uh, he's in Tampa Bay now, and I got a feeling that, you know, his play up there, I think he's found a home. I, I think he's really carved out a spot for himself up there with the Lightning. Uh, in his place, though, and that was kind of like, oh, goodness, well, if Beret-Belay's not coming back, who, who's going who's gonna to score? Who's going to pick it up? Uh, Felix Robert has been just outstanding. Uh, five goals, three assists for eight points. He's 10th in the AHL in goals, you know, 17th and plus minus. Uh, you want to talk about a guy who had an opportunity, stepped up, and took it. Yeah, that's one of those things that when you, normally when you have a guy step into a spot, you go, I want him to be half as good as whoever he's stepping into the spot as. And having someone come in and put up those numbers and kind of keep the pace going, you go, well, we just found another diamond in the rough. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, the, like the thing with what the, the crunch are doing with them being so well-rounded that if one particular area starts to drop off a little bit, it shouldn't hurt them too much because if the other, as long as the other areas of the game maintain, you know, that it's so, like I said, so far so good for the Syracuse crunch. They're doing a heck of a job out there. And, um, you know, you like to see it because again, you know, this is their 30th anniversary and you know, you, you want to see them have some success out there to celebrate it. And they, uh, so far so good. Yeah. Oh, all right. So let's see. Uh, so this week, like I said, they're at Rochester. Oh, and then Saturday they host Rochester back there in Syracuse. So it's sort of a home and home for them. Kind of a weird setup because Rochester has a game against Utica in between on Friday, but, uh, you know, so we'll just say it's a home and home for Syracuse and just be done with it. If anybody wants to argue about it, they can. And they'll be like, oh, I got no defense. So, <laughs> but uh, anyways, so any closing thoughts, my friend? Not much other than uh, this weekend is going to be really fun and I'm going to lose my voice again. <laughs> and hopefully I don't drop my towel 800 times. Drop your towel. Yeah, because I do. You know how I have the towel all the time at the UC games? Yeah. Well, I kept this hat. I don't know what it is. It keeps falling off. You're okay, bald, you, you're bald under it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I put I usually for UC games, I don't know how it started. I really don't. But after playoffs last year, after games, I would usually have the towel like on my neck, or like around my neck, around my head, just like I didn't want to hold it. And then it turned into something I just started doing for all season last season. And hmm. then it's turned into something I've started doing for this season because I'm like, well, I'm doing something, sticks out. And now I'm trying to elevate, and I'm trying to buy a flag. It's a little thing, yeah. Jordy. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you got that from Jeremy, didn't you? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Don't need to put that on a hat. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, that, oh boy. You know, our awesome. shop is open. <laughs> I got I to call them and get that added in. That would be a good one. Yes. You got to do it's it. It's the little things. Yeah. Oh, oh, I got to. Just for him. Yes. Just for him. Oh, it would be perfect. <laughs> Maybe we'll get some stickers made up, too. Oh, jeez. Put them all over the yard. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, like I said, hockey is in full swing here in central New York. Uh, lots of games going on all weekend. Keep an eye on cnyhockeyreport.com. We got our score ticker on there. All the latest news, all the latest updates. And, of course, follow us on social media because we put a lot of stuff out there as well. Uh, Hamilton College is going to be starting up in a couple weeks here, so we'll be talking about them very shortly as well. So, Jordy, thank you once again. I appreciate it. Dave the Save, as always, you're a pal, and we appreciate it as well. And we thank you, the listener, for listening to us. So we will be back next week with another episode of the Central New York Hockey Report. <laughs>